Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. All right, guys, welcome in. It is another edition of the Early Line here on The Grid. It is sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri alongside Dane Martinez as we take a look here uh, in the world of sports, some of the uh, headlines and what seems to be uh, what seems to be going on in and around us, even though they're not playing any sports. And it's so funny. I, uh, I, I continue to get question after question uh, from people. They're like, so... They're like, you know, what are, what are you doing? How, you, you've been off now, right? No sports? Not, I'm like, yeah, no. Like, even though we're not playing anything, there are no sports being played, although there is uh, some handball games in Belarus today that we can actually The Belarusian soccer. Yeah, right, also. Joe. Yep, absolutely. Uh, but, uh, no, no, I, the, the sports world never does sleep, though, and thank goodness, of course, uh, for the NFL as more and more information continues uh, to come out and we'll tackle uh, some of these uh, some of these games, some of these conferences, some of these teams, certainly in the New York area, uh, in and around the tri-state area there that have some uh, win totals. They also, yeah. we know who they're playing. We don't know when the dates haven't been released yet, but we know who they're playing and we'll tackle some of those. We also uh, understand, of course, that the uh, Olympics was canceled in Tokyo. Uh, for this year. However, they have been uh, real quick to go ahead and announce a new date. Right. So it, uh, it will happen, in fact, July 23rd, 2021, next year. And knock on wood, all will be uh, just fine. And they will, uh, they'll be able to uh, have the Olympics go off, no problem. Uh, and of course, the next one would be 2024. So uh, a year from now. So right. all that money and all that infrastructure and all that they did there, uh, it will take place without a doubt. I kind of had a feeling it would. I didn't think they would just go ahead and leave Tokyo, uh, you know, with, with high and dry with it. Uh, but with the Olympic Committee, you, you never know. But yes, so it is. Uh, market uh, on July of next year, there will be some Olympics. As far as the rest of the seasons go, uh, still a lot of question marks around the NBA. Will they finish the season? Will they not? And it's funny, Dave. We, we, every week now, we, it's amazing, certainly the perception of, of what's going on around us is always, it's changing, right? Yeah. So it's, you know, we think we're getting better or not. We think it's going to think it's not. We're told it's worse. It's not, like, we're, we keep going back and forth like a, like a ping pong ball here. And the reality is we're not that much removed from just a couple of weeks ago where, oh, they're definitely going to finish the 18 games in the NBA. They'll finish the regular season. Right. Uh, and... You know, we're a week later, and now people are like, I don't know how to finish the season. Like, guys, um, it's not even April yet. Like, we're still in March, so there is. And it's just amazing to me how one week and the perception is completely different from the stories and the narratives that some people were putting out last week. Like, listen, the NBA is all ready to go. They're going to finish the 18 games. They can bang it out, get that, and get to the players. They might play through August. And literally just, you know, seven days later, it's like, oh, God, they're going to, it's gone. There's no way they can do it. It's like, guys, it's chill. It's been, we're not even in April yet, all right? And they are making crazy progress on the front lines in a lot of places, despite all the doom and gloom some of the media wants to, uh, to, to tell us on a constant basis. There are, if you look for them, there are a number of actually uh, uplifting and positive stories that are happening too as well. So hopefully all will go well. All, everything will get back to some sort of normalcy here sooner rather than later. But uh, at this rate, the way the storyline is changing, the way people's perception is changing every week, I, they might just cancel the NBA altogether uh, as far as like two years now, three years. They might not play games in three years, Dane, next week. I'm not quite sure. It's we're not even in April, and it's amazing we've been doing this for three weeks, and people are acting like it's been six months, nine months, a year. It's, it's crazy how this has changed. Re the perception versus reality in the sports world and with fans is unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. When we keep on hearing about this news, when, you know, almost half of this country is in essence locked down or on a, on a soft or hard order to stay yep. at home, 
time gets warped, Joe, you know, kind of every day is Groundhog Day. We were making that joke. And I said it to you kind of uh, earlier on, you know, uh, me and my wife just over the last weekend realized, wow, this was our one month anniversary. And like what has happened in a month, you know, not only in the sports world, but in society, it's such a different feel. So you're right. When you talk about what will it be a month from now? Mm -hmm. I have no effing idea, Joe. Could it be worse off? Possibly. Could it be better? Possibly. Could it be that we're kind of on the other side of this curve in New York, but Mm -hmm. other regions of the country are in worse spots? Possibly. And I think that's why when you have a national sport and you're trying to coordinate nationally, it's very, very tough. Because as we've said, different regions will be in different places with this virus, you know, as we move along. You talked about the Olympics being postponed. They did announce it's going to happen summer of 2021. Yep. And I think that makes sense, Joe, because remember yesterday we were talking about the ponies right. and the change to kind of like the triple crown schedule. Yep. And one of the things we discussed was, okay, well, what are these trainers going to do? How do you now get yourself finely tuned and ready to go and yep. at your apex for <laughs> the time you need? And there's no difference Joe, for Olympic athletes, right? Mm -hmm. They need to know, okay, it's not this summer, but they need to know how to reorganize their training schedule so that they are now ready to compete on the grandest stage of them all come next summer. So at least getting that out there so that people know what they're dealing with is important. And I think, Joe, when we zoom out, right, whether it's the sports or society or the shelter in or the psychological impact or the financial impact, I think one of the worst things that people are realizing now is just it's the unknown. We don't know when we can get back to normal. We don't know when the economy will change. We don't know when we'll have a vaccine. And I think that unknown is what is really stoking some of the feelings and emotions and, quite frankly, panic among people. Yeah, it's tough for a lot of people. I mean, it's uh, certainly sports fans ha- are in uncharted territory as well yeah. because even despite, uh, you know, the hot mess some of us uh, may be on an everyday basis anyway, you know, Dane, when we go to work uh, and then we come home and, you know, we get the yeah. weight of the world for whatever reason, you, you know, you sit down on the couch, you sit down in a chair and you're watching an NBA game, baseball game, at least for that temporary escape, it gives you the opportunity to... Uh, kind of forget all of that, and many of us don't have that anymore. So a lot of people are like, I, I, don't, I don't even know what to do. So hopefully uh, we're able to provide uh, a little levity there for you and a, uh, a little sideshow and then look at what a hot mess we are, so don't feel too bad about it because we're coming to work uh, every day. We're thankful that, uh, that we've got the network right, and yeah. that we can do this and that we can come hang out with you guys on an everyday basis. Absolutely. And, uh, at least kind of look ahead and give you as much of the information that we know to this point because, and everything is about perspective. Dane and I talk about it all the time. You, you choose how you want to go ahead and view things, right? I mean, we're influenced in a lot of different directions in this world here, certainly with social media and every other form of media. Uh, but again, it ultimately lies with you. How you choose to look at things will shape uh, how you right. wake up every day and what you do. And, and we just choose to kind of say, listen, it's coming back. Uh, we truly believe that. We know it in our heart of hearts that it'll be here before we know it. It is. Time seems like it's standing still here. A day might seem like a month, and we get it. We're all in the same boat, which is another thing that really helps me kind of look at this day, knowing that it's not just me. It's not just you. Like yeah. all of us right now. We're all in the same boat. There's just varying degrees of, uh, of where we are at right now. But the fact is we all have friends and family and loved ones we love That's that right. we can't go see or that we can't, you know, thank goodness. Think about this. How did they do it back in the day? We've got phones, we've got <laughs> Skype, we've got Zoom. I mean, we can communicate. Social distancing truly is, all right, I can't come and see you, but I can still be social with you. You know, thank good. We're not stuck. Uh, and that's what I, the other thing that I keep hearing a lot is, oh, we're stuck. Like, you're stuck. You have the ability to get in touch with anybody at any time right now with the way it is set up and the way we're all connected. So I would just encourage you guys, as much negativity is surrounding us, uh, there is still some homework to do. And those that are doing the work now, when it does come back, and it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of just when right. it will be back, Many of us uh, will be ready to go and ready to jump on and profit 
on a lot of these angles and a lot of these different uh, win totals and some of these future bets, uh, despite how many games they may or may not play, there is a lot of value out there. The more knowledge is power, right? So the more knowledge you can get, Dane, the better off you're going to be once this, and not if, when this comes back. Yeah, and you know, Joe, I think about it. That's part of the reason why when we've been doing this show, The Early Line, for, you know, just over a year now together, that's why we, we build it as a community on some level, right? We talk with Alex Fasano when he's doing the updates about his Iona Gales. We make jokes about the weather down in Miami when I'm over here up in New York. We, we talk about when I, over the last few months, had a bachelor party and a wedding. And that's because it's not only here just for the, the straight-up sports data, right? Our normal, you know, like, viewers, followers, listeners, we see them on Twitter all the time responding to the show. Part of what we're also doing here, Joe, is creating a community, right? So that people every day can wake up with us here on SportsGrid, the early line. You talk about the impact of having normalcy, you know, and whether that be in the sports world, having something to watch at yep. night or kind of waking up with us. We want to make sure that we are still that for you, even if, you know, you can laugh at us going back and forth or whatever the case may be for a couple hours every weekday morning. We're here for you because we are, Joe, all in this together. People ask me, like, oh, you know, I, I tell people I'm lucky I'm able to work at home. We're both kind of able to record from different locations through the wonders of technology. Yep. And right away, people are like, oh, it's great that you can still work from home. And I'm like, yeah, but... We ain't got that much to talk about. And they're like, oh, my God, you're right. What are you guys doing? And, you know, and people are like, oh, so true. You, know, you know how to talk, Dane. You can fill time. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. But thanks to FanDuel, yep. they are putting out odds. They're putting out futures, everything from the NFL draft to Belarusian soccer. Yes. Like saying, we talked about the ponies still running. Yep. So we will – it is our job. It is our duty, Joe, yep. to find the things that we can talk about, find the edges we can give you, like you said, when this all comes back online. It's not even April, guys. I mean, I know we're on the press. We still got, we still got to finish out March here this week. We will get into April. Literally, it would have been, what, a week into? This would have been the first real full week of Major League Baseball season. Yeah. So we are not that far removed from where we would we have our final be. four, Joe. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the tournament yes, would not have been open or over, yeah. right? Exactly. Right. There still would have been, you know, it has not been that long. And I would, patience is obviously not something many people, uh, many of us uh, thrive with. But it really is a necessity at this particular point because it's not, you know, just take a deep breath and this will all start to come together sooner rather than later. In fact, some really good news as far as uh, the sports betting world goes and, uh, you know, flew under the radar last week because why wouldn't it? But uh, one of the states hit hard outside of New York, of course, was the state of Washington, uh, mm. who uh, really, it feels like, was kind of the epicenter to begin with, yes. where we really started to hear a lot about it with the nursing homes and things along those lines. Yeah. Uh, their governor, uh, Jay Inslee, yeah. actually on Wednesday signed that bill to, uh, to make it legal now for sportsbook and sports betting uh, in the state of Washington. And in doing so, that means they are now the 21st state in the country to legalize betting um, and actually the first state to go ahead and finalize that deal uh, by the governor signing it in 2020. So now, when you look at it on in totality here, guys, from a, a sports betting perspective, think about and think about this for rationale. Two years ago, right? Two years ago in right. uh, in 2018, you're watching the World Series. You want to think, think about the options you had. All right, think about the only options you might have had in order to be able to place a bet on a big game. World Series, uh, Major League Baseball, uh, the sure. NFL. Or, you, you were in Nevada or you were nowhere, and really you certainly weren't in Land City. You certainly weren't going to yep. the Meadowlands and FanDuel. Now you've got 42% of this country. Think about that. 42% wow. of this country yep. lives in a state where legalized sports betting has taken, uh, has taken hold. 42% of us right now are within an arm's length of being able to walk down the road, go to a sports book, open up an app, and be able to place a bet. And I think, I mean, who in their right mind would have ever thought about it? It wasn't until July of 2018 that the right. Supreme Court even announced it. Right. And think about how far we've come from then to where we are now. And congratulations to the state of Washington. 
That puts 42% of us, Dane, in a place to be able to make bets. It's an ever-growing business. It's never going to go away, no time soon. And it's something we can all look forward to and say, you know what, it's coming back. And for those of you in the state of Washington, congrats. Uh, You no longer have to go to Nevada or go someplace else. You can stay in your home state, root for your Washington Huskies, you know what I mean, the Zags. You, sure. you have the ability to go and place that wager now, either via mobile or brick and mortar. And there's going to be more, Dane, before the end. They're, they're saying at least six more states before the end of the year. Wow. That's crazy. So here's what I think about, you know, and let's bring it on full circle because mm-hmm. we opened this show today talking, of course, about the context of the times that we are yeah. in. So you and I both know that the New York bill yeah. is about brick and mortar casinos and not mobile betting. Yes. I truly wonder, you know, how we talk about how business will be conducted differently after this pandemic, you know, is kind of done over and done. I truly wonder if Governor Cuomo and the powers that be here in New York will see that business is conducted differently and realize that it is time to Mm -hmm. get it legalized mobile as well in New York. Yeah. The kind of economic boom. We've talked about the economic impact this can have on states. In New York, you were able to go to a few brick and mortar casinos, most of them upstate on on Native American reservations upstate. And now we see how much we rely on Zoom and FaceTime and Skype and apps. And maybe it's time to give the citizens of New York who are almost quarantined and can't go anywhere else, you're ordering them to stay at home. Maybe you let them access their sports investing accounts via the mobile app. We're talking about all sorts of emergency declarations and laws that need to be passed. Yep. I am here right now on SportsGrid lobbying, advocating that one of the emergency things that needs to happen if we need to help the economy yep. is to let people use mobile apps for sports investing. Like desperate times call for desperate measures. Why don't we fast track that so I can use my app? And I will say this too. Um, perfect timing for the state of Washington. You got a new hockey team coming, right, in, oh. in 2021. The, the Seattle Kraken will be there. Wow. So there's a lot of good things uh, on the horizon there. Uh, certainly Moblack. I know it's tied in with uh, the tribal casinos, which there are plenty oh. throughout the state. Uh, so the idea that you can and will and the Mariners, and you, you've got opportunities there, guys, coming your way. So good for you as well as the rest of the states. It will continue to grow. And so will we. So when we come back here, we'll start diving in uh, to some of these numbers that we have with our friends at FanDuel, who were nice enough to go ahead and post some of these uh, schedules and uh, who's playing who, win totals. We'll get into some of that. We'll do that next here on The Grid. It is the early line on sportsgrid.com. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, guys. Welcome back in here. It is the early line on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Joe Ranieri alongside Dane Martinez here. And uh, a couple of shout-outs to... Uh, well, first and foremost, Marcus Smart, who was uh, announced ah. to have been uh, cleared of the coronavirus. So I um, want to wish him nothing but uh, love there. And uh, he was one of the um, early indicator, one of the sure. early uh, athletes that were mentioned, of course, that he did get out in front of it uh, and um, and put his face that uh, that he had contracted the um, the coronavirus. And now um, a couple of weeks later, Dade, he, he identified himself as being tested positive. And now, of course, the, uh, it looks like the Massachusetts Department of Health uh, has gone ahead and retested him, retested him, and it looks like he is uh, cleared to go. So, again, some good news on this coronavirus front where uh, some of our favorite athletes that we know have it, certainly in the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, across the board. Yeah. Uh, we certainly don't know of them all, but uh, we all wish them a speedy recovery, as the uh, also the New York Knicks owner, James Dolan, wishing right. him a very speedy recovery. I understand that he's um, he's home, he's working, he's in isolation, but he is not um, 
shown any symptoms as of yet. We hope it stays that way, but we wish uh, him and his family and everyone a very speedy recovery, along with all the other athletes and you guys uh, watching too. So there is some good news um, coming out of this. It's not all doom and gloom, and although there is a lot to be, uh, a lot to be discouraged about, um, I thought maybe Marcus Smart announcing he, um, he is now coronavirus-free should give uh, some folks there a little bit of hope and indication that um, it's not going to be a death sentence for everybody, and people will, the majority of people, Dane, will recover, and, uh, and that's good. And the more we start talking about them, the more we start hearing from them, I think right. uh, the better off it will be for all of us at this point. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned Mark and Smart. Um, you know, Donovan Mitchell as yep. well has already been cleared. Yep. Um, and so, you know, this is part of what happens is hopefully we pop out on the other end. Yes. And again, Joe, I'm not a doctor. I don't even play one on TV. But my understanding is that, you know, this is actually very important to build up our yes. public's immunity to this, right? Once you have it, yep. you uh, we don't know how long you be become immune or build up the kind of um, antibodies mm -hmm. for it. But, you know, that that literally in the medical field i think it's called like herd immunity yes right? correct. Yep. as the first wave of people get it it strengthens our population and our immunity for it for the next kind of seasonality that it comes so you're absolutely right Good time we, we hope that we continue to hear of yes. more people recovering from this and then our doctors and scientists can do the best things that they can whether it's you know help working to try to create a vaccine or working to i even heard something joe about you know people who have recovered from it right. using like their blood you know because it has the antibodies in it to like help treat others so you know we are we are trying to work at light speed to figure out how to get ahead of this yep. virus and to be quite honest the people who have had it and have since recovered from it are going to be key to that effort, both in understanding the virus and producing kind of immunity to it. Yeah, uh, in fact, the NBA uh, announced that they are asking uh, players who have had it and now recovered to donate their plasma. That's um, right. Uh, That's to science, spinning, so, right? Yep. Yeah. So they can actually go ahead and use those antibodies that are within your body right now in order to help uh, come up with that vaccine or medicine to slow down uh, the coronavirus so every one of those stories we hear especially right. about some of these more high profile folks that are coming down with it in the uh, nba nfl whoever it may be uh the nba has gotten out in front and said please donate your plasma and uh, you know yeah. obviously this is exactly what the, the kinds of stuff that they'd be willing to do and the money they've donated the dolan family alone the millions of dollars madison square garden that they've put into uh, helping find a cure and supporting this, uh, the money where it needs to go most, of course, in New York City. Um, hats off to them all, and we wish everyone a very speedy recovery. And again, I choose to look and feel that uh, we will have a uh, we will have a vaccine sooner rather than later. I do have the faith in our doctors and science community to be able to figure this out sooner rather than later. But we do have to come up with some sort of game plan here when it comes yeah. uh, when everything starts coming back. We got to figure out how we're going to be attacking. Uh, certainly, the NFL season, um, the draft is coming up, guys. We we all know it's 23rd of April here, just a couple of weeks away. Uh, teams will have a better idea, of course, on uh, the identity of some teams, the direction they're going. We talked a little bit yesterday about how crazy the top of that draft is going right. to be, and the different types of possibilities the different kinds of players that are available on the defense as well as wide receiver offensive line a lot of different ways to be able to help to improve your favorite team and uh, of course uh, dane and i are big jets fans and uh, in uh, in and around the area the tri-state area there would be the eagles the giants the jets yep uh, we all have uh, at least our friends at FanDuel were nice enough to put out we don't know the exact dates or the order but we do know what teams are playing who Right, yep. so we have that idea. We also know win totals, um, yeah. and while travel schedules certainly will play uh, will play a, a factor, I think there's you can look at some of these teams and look at the, the teams they're going to play and know it's home or away. Just don't know the order, but you can kind of give yourself an idea based upon the win total of whether or not there's any value, one way or the other, based upon where we think these teams are and who's going to improve because again every year four teams that make the playoffs the previous year yep you're gonna have four new teams this year yeah, so when you we all know what free agency is come and gone here and we all know 
kind of who improved and who didn't. You don't want to win free agency. Um, and the Jets, for the first time in a long time, uh, weren't making back page headlines because they went uh, hog wild there in, uh, in free agency. So the draft is going to be huge. But when we look at, like, let's say the Jets, we'll start yeah. with them. Sure. Who are they playing, Dane? How does this schedule come about? And so how do we look at this now based upon a six and a half win total? Sure. So first thing to know, right, is that the Jets, like you said, have a win total over on FanDuel at six and a half, even juice on both sides, okay? Minus 110 on both sides. So the question becomes, do we see a path for the Jets to get to seven wins? Right. You know, one of the things you mentioned, Joe, is you talked about kind of we know the opponents, we know the home away, we just don't know the sequence. So at first, I wanted to take a second to explain to fans and list viewers and followers who may not know how the NFL schedule is created. And that's why I think it's so funny, Joe. You know, I, I've said it on this show many times. You know, the, the release of the NFL schedule is a highly rated television event. Meanwhile, we know most of the details already. At the very end of the regular season, by the last snap of the regular season, we know the entire makeup of home row uh, an opponents yep. that a team will have the following season. It is a formula. I will say a caveat, it's changing, Joe, in like a year when they add the 17th game. Yes, it we'll is. We'll have to see how that happens. <laughs> yeah. But to set the stage and explain it to everybody, we're Jets fans, right? So there are 16 games in the schedule. Mm -hmm. Every single year, six of those 16 games are the home and away games against the rest of the division, right. the AFC East, right? And for every team in the NFL, six of the games you play are the divisional matchups home and away, right? right. So that is six of the 16, yep. right? You get every team has another four games that they have on their schedule because they play one entire other division in their conference, right? Right. So the Jets, for example, and the entire AFC East, for example, this season happens to play the AFC West, mm -hmm. okay? So you know right off the bat, we knew, you know, we knew in January that the Jets would have the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Broncos right. on their schedule. They didn't know, we didn't know if it was home or away. We didn't know if it was week two or week 13, but we knew those opponents. Last year, the Jets played the entire AFC North. This week, this year, they played the entire AFC West. I'll tell you right now, Joe, next year, they're going to play the entire AFC South. Right. All right. So, so this is, that's another four games of the schedule. You also, every team in the NFL plays an entire division from the other conference. Right. That's another four games. Okay. Mm -hmm. In for the Jets case this year, they play the entire NFC West. West. They will have games with the Seahawks, the Niners, the Rams, and the Cardinals, okay? Mm -hmm. Last year, the Jets probably wound up playing the entire NFC East. East. So that was why there was a quirk. If you remember, Joe, we had talked about this. They didn't go west of the Mississippi in any of their games. Well, they were playing the entire NFC East. They were playing the AFC North, so they yep. didn't have to go that far west. Yep. And then, so that's six, plus four is 10, plus four is 14. The last two games of everyone's schedule, follow me on this one, Joe, the Jets finished this year in third place in their division. Right. Behind the Patriots, behind the Buffalo Bills. They are already playing the entire AFC West. Mm -hmm. So what that means is the other two games of their schedule is the other third place teams in the other two divisions in the AFC. So that means they play the team that finished third in the AFC North last year Yep, is the Cleveland Browns. Mm -hmm. And they play the team that finished third in the AFC South this year, that being the Indianapolis Colts. Those are the other two games in the schedule. That's why we say also, Joe, like, oh, this team has a last place schedule. Right. Right, because, and really all it is, Joe, is the difference of those two other games. That's it. Okay. So, for example, though, Joe, <laughs> when the Jets have to play the Colts and the Browns, mm -hmm. the Patriots, as the first place team, oh, well, they've got to play Baltimore instead of Cleveland. Right. And instead of the Colts, they will have to play, I guess, Tennessee as the division champion. That's correct. Right. So that's where sometimes these things get a little bit tougher. Right. All right. But that is how the schedule is made. And that is why Joe FanDuel has the ability. We don't know the sequence. Right. But you know, home road and the opponents. And that's why, Joe, we have right now 
point spreads mm -hmm. for all 16 games the Jets will play. And we thought it was an interesting idea to look at their win total, six and a half. But now that we know more details of who they're playing with, to see if there's any kind of edge there, right, Joe? That's what it is. You want the edge, you get on the grid. We're talking through with you mm -hmm. how to see if there is an edge in the Jets' schedule. So let's talk about uh, the Jets' home games this year. Okay. Um, let's talk about who we know they're playing at home um, versus away. So again, sequence, travel matters, guys. But uh, for this exercise here, let's see. It's a six and a half win total. Let's see the games that they have at home and how okay. they measure up against that competition. All right. So, and what I will do, Joe, is I'll tell you their home opponents and I will tell you what FanDuel has released as an opening line gotcha. for those games. And let's see if we can get to seven for the New York Jets. All right. These are the home games. Remember, not in order. Order. Okay. Gotcha. So, I will acknowledge, Joe, as part of this, right? Um, one of the first ones I'm going to tell you, they host the Arizona Cardinals, yeah. all right, this, this year. I, 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 would, I would agree with you. I would believe you if you tell me, well, it's a big difference if that game is in week two or in week 16 when it's cold and snowing at MetLife. Correct. I acknowledge that, okay? But let's do what we can, okay? So one of their home games, Joe, is against the Arizona Cardinals. You think they're favored in that one? At home? At home against the Cardinals. Uh, they should be, yes. But they're only one-point favorites, Joe, against Kyler Murray and D-Hop coming in. You think they can get that done? Yes. All right, I'll give that as a win. Cool. They, um, as you know, they host every team in the AFC East, right? So the right. Buffalo Bills, they are home dogs right now under a field goal. They are, le they are getting two and a half at home against the Buffalo Bills. They haven't done well against Buffalo no, in, a, in a long time. And um, I will, um, don't forget, they opened the season, and that's where everything went, uh, went to hell in a handbag last year. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that was not uh, that was not. But they were good. winning that game, Joe. No, they were. They were, and then they handed it back to them. So I will, uh, I will say that at home with points, I would take the deal. All right, fair enough. Like, could that easily be yeah, kind again, of again? Like, but for our purposes, we're not talking about covering. We're talking about win loss. So for the win totals, yeah. right? You want to I give them a win at home? No, and a, they will a not loss win at that Buffalo. Game. I'll say they will not win that game. They will not win that game at no, home. Okay, cool. Uh, another team I mentioned to you. Well, let's just do the division, right? Miami and New England as well. Yeah. So Miami, uh, yes, uh, I do believe they were able to turn a corner They'll at be least. Four there. and a half point favorites against the Dolphins at home. Oh God, that's no man's land. But I, I think they can win that game at home right. in Miami. It, Miami to me will be a split. They'll lose right. here in Miami. The They'll win it. Exactly. Fair enough. Yep. Joe, they are getting three and the hook at home against the Patriots. Yeah, they definitely, are. definitely win. It's definitely a winnable game at this particular point now without Tom Brady there. All right, so you have them three and one so far at yep. home. Um, fair enough. They they will be. And here's what's interesting to me, Joe. So they won't many, win in Foxborough, but they'll win in MetLife. Oh, I got yep, you. Yep. But so many of these, Joe, the Jets are home dogs. Yeah, I love I it. I think that I is interesting. It. They will also be two and a half point home dogs when the Cleveland Browns come in, Joe. New head coach, new offensive line, Austin Hooper. Remember, we're not worrying about the spread, right? Because we're doing this up against their win total. Yep. They get the job done home at MetLife as two and a half point dogs against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, no, I'll take. Uh, I like the. I, I like the Jets there from a revenge standpoint. Don't forget they played Cleveland Monday night game. Uh, remember that where they yes. uh, you know, Trevor Simeon got hurt I, again. There's there's, a, there's a lot of bad blood there. They've got Cleveland at home again. Um, I think that's a little re that's a revenge game to me, so I would back the Jets in that one. I like that as well. Remember, they wanted to build that as Darnold versus Baker, yep. but it couldn't be because of Mono last time yep. around, if you remember that. All right, so you have them 4-1 and one at home, Joe. Let's keep on going. They also... They also... Are they home now? So that's what? 4-1, and one, that's five home games? So far, yep. Okay, is there one more home game? Well, there's eight home games, so there's three more. Three more, Another right. one, let's look at the uh, the teams from the NFC West that come in. Okay. So the defending NFC champion San Francisco 49ers come into MetLife Stadium where the Jets are getting a full touchdown. Yeah, I would say no to that. All right, I fair enough. No. Yes. Fair enough. The other, um, the other NFC West team that comes in, oh, we talked about that already. The Arizona yep. Cardinals come in. Uh, we talked about, let's see, the Bills we mentioned, the Browns we mentioned. Ah, yes, 
the Denver Broncos and new quarterback Drew Locke yes. come in to MetLife Stadium. Who you like in that one? What's the spread in that game? In Denver, we are similar. We are favorites. In, and by we, I mean the J-E-T-S, Jets, yes. Jets, Jets. They're laying one point, though, Joe. It's basically a pick em. It's Jets a pick game there. Yeah, if it's a pick game, I would, uh, I would lean the Jets in that particular uh, scenario there because I do think there's too many holes to fill. We'll keep this going on the other side there, try to figure out uh, if this six-and-a-half win total, if there's any value. Once I mean, you've the already got schedule. five, Joe. I got five, you so you know where five. I'm going, but that could be a little biased. We'll do more <laughs> of that coming up next year. It's the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back in. Here it is, the early line on the grid, SportsGrid.com. Joe Ranieri, Dane Martinez, as we... Take a look here at uh, possible value on some of these uh, teams here listed on our friends at FanDuel. Uh, they were nice enough to give us uh, not only the opponents, but maybe an idea of some uh, some spreads here for yep. teams like the Jets, the Giants, the Eagles. And we don't know the sequence. We don't know the order. And, and of course, yeah. scheduling is big. Travel is always big here. Yes. Uh, but we've gone through the home games of the Jets so far, at least seven of them. Uh, in which, and again, knowing that I'm a Jet fan, might be a little bias here. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going <laughs> under the assumption that their conference games, um, they will split. So I, I believe they'll win at home, but they'll lose on the road to the Dolphins uh, and to the uh, Patriots. Uh, but I do believe uh, the Bills probably will sweep the Jets. That's how I'm going about it at this point. So right now, I am 6-1 and one right now with them at home, 5-1. and one. You are five and two. Five and we two went at through, all. We and went lost through. to the 49ers, right? I'm saying the 49ers <laughs> yeah. they lose to. That's right. And Denver you know, they win. Just for some context, right. Joe, you know, there are a couple of times when they are listed as home dogs. Right. And you pick them to win outright, right? right? For example, against the Buffalo Bills, they were uh, home dogs of two and a half points. You have them winning outright. Mm -hmm. Against the Cleveland Browns, they were home dogs of two and a half points, at least listed on FanDuel right, right. now. You have them winning. Game, yeah. So, you know, but those are lines that are under a field goal, right? So, shoot, I'll take They're the home pick games. Yeah, exactly. Take the home Absolutely. team. Um, and so we did seven of the home games. The final home game is hosting the Las Vegas Raiders. There is not a spread up for that one. And, you know, we can understand why it's Las Vegas. So maybe FanDuel doesn't want to get out ahead of it. But when the Raiders, whether it's Marcus Mariota or Derek Carr or anybody else, comes into town, Joe, you like the Jets to get it done at home against Vegas? I um I don't. And uh, <laughs> don't forget, the Raiders uh, came there and got embarrassed uh, last year uh, against the Jets. So I do uh, these kind of revenge spots here, I think, right. are, uh, are a tough spot. Okay. So I do like the Jets at home against Cleveland because of that Monday night game in a revenge spot for the Jets, but I do like uh, the Raiders in a revenge spot coming back to MetLife after getting waxed last year uh, against the lowly New York Jets. So uh, I've All got right. them now at what, five and three at home? You have that five and three. You have okay. the Jets going five and three at home. All right. And remember, for context for everybody, remember, we are trying to see because FanDuel has hung a season-long win total of them at six and a half, we are trying to see, for example, Joe, correct me if I'm wrong, but if we go through this exercise and you have the Jets winning nine games, then you perceive incredible value yes. to be over that's for six and a half. And that's what we're doing here. Try to see if there is any edge to be well, had. I've already given them three losses on the road. So all right. the conference games are going to lose on the road. And Absolutely. OK, so now I'm 0-3. Go ahead. There you go. And remember, the other piece of context we'll say is we just know the opponents and Homer right. Road. We do not know the sequence. We do not know the schedule. Right. For example, in any of these games, Joe, we don't know if the opponent is coming off a bye. Right. We don't know if this is the back-to-back -back road games for a team on the West Coast or anything like that, which are legitimate things to add to your handicap right. on a week-by-week -week basis. We acknowledge that. We're just doing the best we have mm -hmm. with the information we have, just like GMs going into the NFL draft right. next month. So you are already saying 0-3 on division road games. They right. lose in New England. They lose in Miami. They lose in Buffalo. That's what Joe is saying yep. so far. So let's look at the other five road trips 
for the New York Jets. The, um, the first one that is listed here, Joe, at least, is they travel to Phillip Rivers and the Indianapolis Colts. Um, Rivers, new quarterback. And this may be a thing, Joe, where it depends on where in the season it is, right? Maybe Phillip Rivers and the Colts will get better and better as the season goes along. It's possible. But uh, what do you think right now? The Jets going to Indy are laying, or, or excuse me, are getting seven and a half, a touchdown and the hook. But straight up, you think they got a shot? I do. I, I, yeah, no, I do. I think they uh, indoors uh, on a right. road in Indy, not that far travel. And uh, Philip Rivers, I think, with uh, with Greg Williams' defense, uh, I think it's uh, it might be a pick city kind of game over okay. there. Again, depending on where it is, but I think seven and a half is way too many to begin with. So I would lean. Uh, this is the exact kind of game that Lev Bell has a uh, has a right. monster time with. So yeah, I would say that's a winnable game for the Jets on the road. All right, fair enough. Uh, Jet, Joe has the Jets one on and three team. now on the road. Okay, yep, but I think I don't think you believe they win this next one. Uh, Joe, they will be getting twelve and a half points when they go to Arrowhead. Yeah, they won't win that game. Next, okay. that's okay. One and four. Next. Uh, yeah, they're not next. winning that. Um. Technically, I don't know where this game might be played, Joe, but they were receiving almost a full touchdown. They're getting six and a half points whenever, wherever they play the Los Angeles Chargers. We don't know who their quarterback will right, be. Right. We don't know what building it'll be in, right. but uh, they would be getting six and a half against these Chargers. We don't know what the Chargers are going to do with the sixth pick. It's a hot topic. Listen, I, I remember the uh, the Jets back in the day when they uh, they went to San Diego and took down uh, good old Marty Schartenheimer and the uh, Ladanian Tomlinson-led San Diego Chargers during the yeah. day in, in the playoffs back then. So they've actually had some success over there. That's it. To me, that all depends on where in the schedule that game lies because that is a tough trip to the West Coast. But I am going to say that, yes, there is a that is a winnable game for the New York Jets. All right, fair enough. And where it is in the schedule is very important, I believe, as well, Joe, because, listen, there's a very good chance, right, that the Chargers start the season with Sherrod as their quarterback, and then at some point they hand the reins Mm -hmm. over to a Justin Herbert, a Tua, or or it could even be Cam Newton. We don't know, right? Absolutely. So that's very interesting. I'll say the same thing about this next opponent. Joe, we don't know if the building, the stadium will be finished, but the Jets have not one but two potential trips to the City of Angels this year. They also played the Los Angeles Rams Mm -hmm. on the road this year. I mentioned they play the whole NFC West. Similar to the Chargers, they'd be laying, or excuse me, getting six and a half in a matchup against the Rams. Who do you like? I don't like the Rams at all. I mean, I am fading them uh, all day long, uh, every chance that I get. I mean, they've lost a lot of key players. They keep wanting to convince us that that was, uh, you know, that was the plan, but I don't believe that's the plan. So, uh, you know, I would back a Jets win against the Rams. I think they can beat both L.A. teams, actually. All right, well, you would get that at plus 245 on Mm -hmm. the money line, Joe. If you think they could beat the Rams outright, you have – Three road wins, four road losses. Their last road trip, I defy you to say you think they're going to win this no. one. They go Seattle, up. right? That's right. Yeah, they no, go to the Pacific no. Northwest. No, no, deal no. With the 12th so three man and five on the road. There you go. Okay. Oh, I got them. Five and three uh, at home and three and five on the road. That's right. So you have the Jets right now finished eight and eight. eight, and, eight and their win total, Joe, is one and a half, excuse me, six and a half. You find a full game and a half of daylight between you, the way you think the Jets uh, season roll out and what the win total says. So with that, does that make that, Joe, like a play for you, a lean for you, or a pass for you on the uh, on the Jets' win total? Yeah, no, it's a, it's it would definitely be a pass because of the standpoint of that. It, to me, there's a, at least a game or two variance depending well, on schedule alone there. So at the basis, to me, they're a just on paper they're like an eight and eight team uh, next year. So depending on how that schedule lines up. Obviously, there's some other things. I mean, to me, there's a two-game swing on any of these schedules at this point. So within that, to me, that tells me the number is about right for the uh, at FanDuel with what they got the Jets there at six and a half. Now, they could improve uh, their win total at home, maybe a little, but to me, there's a two-game swing there. So I, I think the number is exactly where it is. I don't think there's any value in backing the Jets one way or the other. 
Yeah, and, and Joe, I agree. You know, we don't know. For example, they have two games against the Patriots. Is Jared Stidham going to be right. the starting quarterback of that team, or is it going to be someone like Cam Newton? Right, right. They still right. have a top five defense, so it's not, and it's still Belichick. So that, that's why I'm giving them splits in their own division because I do think the division is going to devour each other. I do right. think that there is uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, Miami better, Jets will be better. Uh, sure. How many games did the Jets win last year? Six, seven, seven, right? So yeah, so are they yeah. a game better than they were last year? Yeah, Eight. I think they are. Absolutely. Yep. And if things go well, then they could win nine games. You know what I mean? But it's the Jets, and things could go hard left as well. So the six-and-a-half number is spot on. With it's me. the right number as well. And I'm just saying, Joe, there's still so much that is left to be determined, right, yeah. with all of these the draft. Uh, yeah, the draft. And, you know, one of the things I mentioned to you, Joe, there's, there's, there's by this count, four games on the schedule where the spread is two or less, yeah. you know, favored by one against Arizona, one with the Denver game, the Miami game's like one and a half. So when you acknowledge that there's a lot of stuff still to be determined, you know, we're just playing this game with yeah, one. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it, don't take it to the bank here, guys. But, I mean, obviously some of those spreads, too, I, I, I think their record <laughs> against the number might be a little bit better right. uh, based upon those spreads that we have. And I don't care when they're played. Um, there's some value lying in there. I mean, getting seven and a half on Indy with, with a Phillip Rivers led on paper makes no sense to me whatsoever. So, uh, yeah, I do think the, the Jets, I think they'll be way more competitive. They won seven games last year. I still don't know how uh, with that uh, ragtag uh, duck right. group of people there. I do think an extra year. I think uh, Lev Bell, I think Sam Darnold with something to prove. This has got to be the year he kind of takes that big step. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, they're going to, depending on what they do in the draft, bolster the line, grab himself a couple of receivers. Um, I, I think there are some possibilities here for the Jets to be a little bit better, but I got them eight and eight on paper, which means six and a half, no value, guys. No value at all. Exactly. And that's what we're doing, right? We're trying to find value. And, mm -hmm. I, and, and we looked at this, you know, one of the reasons I looked at this is because over the weekend, I was talking with Jared Smith, who we, mm -hmm. you know, we do shows with here on SportsGrid, looking for the edge. Mm -hmm. and, and, and we found, you know, kind of an example where there may have been value. I just want to, you know, touch on that, Joe, and get sure. your reaction. You know, we, we started with the win total, right? right? And we just did the Jets. The Giants' win total is also six, six and a half, mm -hmm. okay? Similar to the Jets. But then we went game by game, and Joe, they're only favored in two games. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're favorite at home against the Cardinals. And I forget the one other one, the home game against Washington. They are literally dogs yep. in every other game on the schedule. So to me, Joe, that represents value, right? Like they hang a win total at six, yet the same books, the same analysis, the same data right. shows that they're only going to favor to win two. We just did it from six and a half to eight. Not a huge gap within the variance, right. as you say. But, Joe, from a win total of six to only finding two wins potentially on their schedule, that's a bigger gap. That, to me, represents value, and that's why this exercise is kind of important. Yeah, and well, and again, there's a difference between, yeah, when there's a minus sign next to you, but, I mean, what is the average point spread that they're a dog? If it's, if it's more or less pick them games on neutral courts, if they're, yeah. uh, if they're getting two and a half, one and a half, if it's, and oh, I'm assuming that schedule is not going to be as brutal um, as it uh, as it might have been because of the way that they finished last year. But right. I got to think they got the number four pick in the draft. Um, I don't know how they would be favored in. Listen, are they favored against Washington at home? They should be one of them, at right? Home. Yes. Yeah. So that should be one of the games there. And I'm sure based upon the formula you gave earlier, there's probably another game in there somewhere that may yep. be at home that they're going to be a favorite. I don't see him being a favorite on the road. I, I don't see that being happening. So that would be eight games that in all likelihood they're going to, they should at least be the dog anyway with the number four pick in the draft. Uh, the question is those other home games, is there any, is that, you know, how far apart are they listed exactly. in those home games? Yeah, I mean, we can go through it if you want, but just for context, you're absolutely mm -hmm. right, Joe. Uh, at Washington, right? The right. team that has the number two overall pick. Right. So maybe rated very, very low Similar, with the yeah. guys who do this, right? When they are 
home, they're favored against Washington. But at Washington, they are an underdog. Okay, so if they're an underdog at Washington, they're an underdog in every road game they have. You know what I mean? And the only times they are favored are when Washington comes in and then also when the Arizona Cardinals come in. The Giants, interestingly enough, remember I told you they play different divisions? The Giants this year, Joe, they play the AFC North. And you know what that means? And, and we know now home and road when they play the Cleveland Browns and Odell Beckham, Joe. Yeah, that's at MetLife Stadium. You think the kicking net will be ready for the return of Odell? That's, again, two games for Cleveland back-to-back. I don't know where it are on the schedule, but that's schedule. twice they got it. They did the same crap last year, too, Cleveland. It was almost like, oh, Cleveland's, right. oh, Cleveland's here again. They played the Jets and Giants. Very interesting, that similarity between last year and how it worked out in this year. And, uh, yeah, it was a homecoming of sorts for him last year. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the Giants this year and how they approach it. Kind of a new look for this team. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we can do this. I know we got a break coming up, but I think this is interesting to go. You know, that's what we have the opportunity to do now, Joe, Mm -hmm. right? Well, we're all kind of staying at home or sheltered in place or whatever you want to call it. We have the opportunity to dig a little bit deeper to find you the edge. I know we got to take a break, but maybe we should go game by game with the Giants. We could also do the same thing with the Philadelphia Eagles, who have a nine and a half win total. And so, you know, let's see if we can get to 10 for a team that made the playoffs last year as a walking Mm -hmm. infirmary. I know you and I both sort of think that they could be the NFC East champs up against Dallas. Let's see. We can look at their schedule and the Giants' schedule. I'm open to wherever you want to go, Joe. Yeah, and uh, both of those teams uh, made a couple of moves in the free agency. So we'll take a look at where they are right now. Possibility of uh, a draft improving. Uh, Both Philadelphia and uh, the Giants. Philadelphia, of course, still has a uh, a number one pick there as uh, you got to love uh, what they're doing there in Philadelphia, not yeah. overpaying for players, not reaching, not uh, giving up the farm to go get Enjoy Patrick Ramsey, uh, bringing in Slay, getting, uh, I mean, they, they've done an amazing job there in Philadelphia. So I do think the, uh, the division is Philadelphia's to lose, but having said that, doesn't mean that there's not some uh, value one way or the other in these numbers. So we'll take a look at the schedule uh, coming up next hour. We'll, uh, we'll dive into uh, what they've done thus far in free agency and how it correlates to the draft and what they may be getting and seeing once again if there is any value in there. So one hour in the books. we got one more to go here. It is the early line on sportsgrid.com. Come back and join us here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 